Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Daniel. How you doing, man? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm in the same boat as you, my friend. I was, I was, I always think about you. You know that? I always think about you, my brother. I, I, uh, you know, it's been an amazing, uh, run challenges along the way with my wife still, but you know, I think about the way you prayed and just, Hmm. It reminds me that God's alive because mm. we want to give up sometimes, you know, this, those, this, it's, you get one hurdle, you pass it and then you get another hurdle and you're like, man, <laughs> how you been? You know, uh, I've had my own share of hurdles. I think that's why uh, Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. Right. It's not yeah. a one time. It's a every day. But, you know, it's good because I was reminded that self-reliant Joseph runs out, runs empty. And uh, learning to literally rely on God's power and strength um, rather than my own, that's the way I've been able to get through this stuff, right? And what it looked like was literally me dying to all the giftings that God has given me on that dying to self. So, like problem solver, fixer, self-reliant, literally letting go of all those things and not acting with them and just submitting and being dependent on God to work out stuff. Um, And I know I'm not giving any details, but that's something I've been going through. Like God's been taking down one of my businesses, which is my main income. And he wants me to step fully into the calling he's put on my life, which is to be a Christian evangelist. And I was dipping a toe in, but I wasn't committing. So I had prayed, Lord, remove any distractions that are blocking me from your calling on my life and yeah. use force if necessary. Now, that was a probably not a smart prayer um, because God will always answer that prayer, right? And he used force and he's been literally ripping apart one of my businesses uh, where it's just going down and I have to watch it go down and let go and not try to fix it or save it, which is all my wiring. Dying to self, bro. That's what it looks like. You want to you, you, you do that automatically, right? 100%. Wanna, it's, a, it's a reflex. It's what I've done my whole, it, it, my whole life. It's funny you say that because I'm going through the same thing. And, how, um, how so? Well, I, 
I think in just, uh, we went to a, like for giving an example, last, uh, this past Saturday, a, a friend of mine that really mentored me, he's older, he's like 65 years old. He just kind of, he's a prophet of God and powerful, powerful. I mean, this guy, like he's, he's a hundred percent all in. And he prayed for us. We went over there. It was like a prayer, like a little church service at a house. And he just says, you know, sometimes we get busy and I want to do things and make it happen today. And if I would just rest in God, everything would work out. And we were watching the uh, Exodus last night. Mm. And uh, I told my wife, because I, I hate, I, my wife speaks Spanish and I, I, I understand Spanish and I speak Spanish, but God's really been putting it in my heart to like, learn more Spanish, to speak it, to preach it, to go out there and make a difference for him on that, on that, in that arena. But I've been like, well, but it was not funny, but just the other day, uh, four days ago, I was watching a Spanish movie and I, and I've never done that in my whole life, Joseph. But guess what movie it was? It was about Moses and the 10 commandments. So last night we're going to bed and we're, I started watching a little bit of basketball and I don't watch a lot of TV. I was like, you know, honey, I go, it's, we've been, I know it's Christmas and everything. I go, but I'm done. I'm, I've seen enough movies. It's like, I'm, I, it's, it's, I don't do that anymore. I just felt, you know, after two days of binging on movies or whatever, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm already up to here. I said, you know what, well, let's, watch, let's see what else movies. She goes, look, there's a movie on um, the one you're, you're, my, you and my dad were watching. And get, it was a different, it was Exodus this time. But it was in Spanish. And I told my wife, why do you think we're watching this movie? She goes, well, I don't know. So this morning we woke up and she was praying and we went to the gym and it's kind of like what you were saying. It's, it's, she goes, well, it's, it's God that parted the Red Sea. It's God that set him free. It's God that did that. And I just felt like God would say, I'm still, he told me I, when I was praying this morning, I just felt like he was saying, Daniel, this was thousands of years ago, but this is still me. If I can part the Red Sea, then I can part the Red Sea now. And just to really rest in that. And the scripture he gave me was Psalms uh, 1611, which says, uh, you will direct my path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And I think sometimes for me, that's one of my, that's one of my struggles is I get in that think ahead mindset and I, I don't find that happiness because I'm not resting in his joy because I'm trying to do it. Daniel, welcome to humanity, brother. <laughs> Listen, we all got that struggle. We live in the future or we live in the past. We refuse to live in the present. And that's the only place God is. He's always present, right? And we forget that sometimes. And we miss out on just being, being still, just hanging out with our dad, like our heavenly father and trusting he's got the past, he's got the future. And like, Lord, what do you want me to do right now? Like, what's your will? Right here, right now, the next step. And that's it. Everything else is none of our darn business. The future, tomorrow, not our business. Like, that's what trust looks like. It's dependency, right? You have kids. Yeah. What do you have, three? Three. Three kids, yeah. So how many times can you look back on, you know, raising your kids and you just wish they would trust you in certain things and stop being so self-reliant where they want to run and go do something and you know it's going to cause them harm? you're like, no, just stay here. I got this. Let dad lead. Right. And that's all our heavenly father is doing. Right. What do you think that you get that paternal instinct that you have? That's not yours. That was a gift. That's what makes you a good dad. Well, where do you think it came from? The good dad. But you know, you, you, you were saying, um, 
to go back to that comment you made, sure. you know, you, you, you have an anointing on you, man. And I can see God directing you in that way because you're obedient. And if God's closing one door of your business, <laughs> he's going to open up another opportunity for you where, so think of evangelism, but don't think of evangelism as maybe just full-time evangelism. It's, it's God's doing something new and something he's been putting actually next 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 January, when two weeks, we'll be going to uh, to Orlando. I'm taking my wife with me because I want her to. Have you ever heard of Danny Johnson? No, I don't think so. D A N I Johnson, reader. She's a multimillionaire, mm. but she's she's all God. She's I mean, God uses her. She goes. She she she. People get saved at her training seminars. Put it that way. And something that she talks about that really touched my heart. That really spoke to me as I'm talking to you is uh, she's talking about sending kings into the marketplace because a lot of people won't go to church because they're hurt or religion has hurt, hurt them or church has hurt them. And that's where God needs healing is in a corporate America. Cause if you look at the way our, our corporations are right now, it's not good, but I've seen God move through you. I saw God move through you at new media and you have a, a gifting that where God can use you because you're one of the you're one of the few obedient because it takes a lot of sacrifice to be where you're at, Joseph. And I see that in you. So I want to encourage you. If, if God's closing that door on you, that means he has a better business for you that you wouldn't have thought of. And I say that because maybe you're thinking evangelism, like, Oh, go to the street corners. No, God's saying like, Hey, I'm going to send you to the marketplace to where people need to know that, Hey, this is the second, like it's like right now. For me, everybody's saying happy holidays. I'm like, screw happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. If I offend you, I offend you. We don't want to, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to water down my faith because I, I want to say season's greeting because, oh, I don't want to offend somebody. That's, it's the reality of it. And Daniel, you know, what's funny to me about the whole happy holidays thing <laughs> is what they don't realize they're actually saying is happy holy days. That's where the word holidays comes from. So they, they don't even know that they're like, if they figured that one out, then they'd be like, oh, happy seasonal greeting, right? Like just <laughs> ridiculous. It's just hilarious because we're constantly trying as a society, I think, to remove God from everything in our society so that we don't need to face our lifestyle because we don't want to change, right? We're comfortable. We, we want to stay in our sinfulness. We want to stay in our disobedience. We want to stay in our self-centeredness, right? It's all this navel gazing, looking down at your own belly button. This is the society that we live in right now. It's worship yourself. It's all about self-love, right? It's you are your own gods. And this is the original lie of the enemy in the Garden of Eden. You can be like God. And we're buying into it, right? All of us. And even us believers are buying into it. And we catch ourselves sometimes doing it. And we're like, shoot, what am I doing? Right? And, and like what you were saying earlier, which is total transparency, when you, you're thinking about the uh, future and you're being self-reliant, you're relying on yourself, you're worshiping yourself. I can do this. I could be like God in my own life. I control my future. I control my destiny. I can fix this. I can control this. And I was doing it too. But it's, it's idolatry and it's, it's not worshiping our heavenly father. It's, it's saying, God, I love you, but I don't trust you. I don't trust you with my tomorrow. 
I don't trust you with my finances. I don't trust you with my family. I love you though. I want to wear the label of Christian, but I don't actually trust you. Right. And that's what it looks like. And I had to face that ugly truth. And it sucks to look in the mirror and see that, that you're full of it. I think it's dying to self. I, I was, I was telling uh, my wife, it's kind of like when you get the, the gold and they heat up the gold, well, to get out all that drunk, all that junk, all that dross. And as they clean off the dross from the top of the gold, and it's, I told her that God's just taking that junk out of us because we think we're, we, they do that one, he does that one level of cleaning. And then when he does that second level, it's like, oh man, this really hurts. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> you, go, you go to the jeweler, right? And you, you bring in your jewelry and you're like, hey, can I have this clean? And they put in the ammonia and other things and they clean the surface of it. Well, God is not a surface jewelry cleaner. God is like the uh, purification by fire cleaner, right? He's got to go into the metal itself because it's become toxic over our entire lifetime with bad choices and our sinfulness and our brokenness and the wounds and scars and trauma that we had as children, right? You've been through yours. I've been through mine. And it's like, it has polluted the metal. It has polluted us on the inside. And yes, God has to purge us through fire to burn out the stubbornness, the rebellion, the self-centeredness, the self-worship, and to call us into obedience, right? And he does it out of love. The same way, like, I use this uh, metaphor all the time. Like, if you see your child dart, like, he's standing by you, right? You have a little boy? Yes. Yeah, so your little boy, right? Because boys are boys, and they love to think about what they're going to do. And so he's standing by you on the street corner, and all of a sudden he sees something shiny across the street, and he darts out into traffic. What's the first reflex you're going to have? Make sure he's okay. And get you're going to grab him, right? Yeah. You're going to grab him by the hair or whatever you can grab hold of and yank him back. Is it probably going to hurt him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's going to hurt him, isn't it? But you're pro uh, protecting him from the greater evil, which is he's about to run into traffic and kill himself. So you yank on him, you pull him back, it, it causes temporary pain for him. He looks up at you and goes, Dad, why did you hurt me? And you're like, Son, I didn't hurt you. I saved you from what you didn't see. Right? This is your heavenly father. This is the father that we worship. And those two by four moments upside the back of our head is God just preventing us from running into <laughs> oncoming traffic, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, cool. Man. So let's get into our show. And you know what? I'm thinking, uh, Daniel, I'm going to make this part of the show, this conversation, because this was real. This was real. So we're going to include this all in. So we're listening with Daniel Gomez right here. And I started the show out differently and we just had a good conversation bro to bro and we're going to go deeper and we're going to find out more about what God's been doing in Daniel's life, what he's done already and, and what he's about to do, right? And, and Daniel's being called into ministry as well in, in a big way, in a powerful way. And I think it is in the Hispanic ministry that he's being called. And Daniel, just like you said earlier, you, used the, you were reading, um, uh, sorry, what were you reading with Moses? Oh, it was uh, Psalms uh, 1611. It was talking about. Yeah. Oh, but the Exodus, God. right? The Exodus. Yeah. And, and think about Moses. What was Moses' number one excuse or reason for not being sent? 
right? Oh, I can't speak well. I stutter. <laughs> I stutter. Well, I believe you got onto the front of this and you didn't use the word stutter, but you're like, you know, I stutter with, with Spanish. Like, I don't really speak that language fluently per se. And it's like, well, maybe God's showing you, well, neither did Moses, but he relied on God's words. He relies on, on God's fluency, not his own. So just something to sit with possibly. So we're speaking with Daniel Gomez. You can find him at danielgomezspeaker.com. That's danielgomezspeaker.com. And Daniel is a dynamic John Maxwell certified speaker with 14 years experience in the arena of leadership development sales training, team building, and confidence coaching. I like that, confidence coaching. I could use some confidence coaching when I'm down and in the gutters of life. <laughs> and Daniel is the international best-selling author of You Were Born to Fly, a book written to inspire and give people the confidence needed to be the leaders of their own destiny, as long as it lines up with God's will, I'll add. He encourages them to be original. Why? Because God made you unique. There is nobody else like you, past, present, or future in all of humanity. You are one of a kind. You're that beautiful. And he encourages you to love and believe in yourself at all times, to value your own opinion, and to step out of your comfort zone and get into the God zone. I love it. Daniel. Yeah, you can add that to hey, We're having church right now. You're getting me we're, we're having church, baby. We're having church. All right. So Daniel, oh, welcome, baby. To, welcome to the show, brother. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro real quick, would you? Thank you, man. I'll tell you what, it's been a it's been an amazing ride. And uh I you know if you would have told me I, I was actually here with my wife the other day, and you know, I talk about my wife a lot because she's really my inspiration. She's my She's my determination behind me because I see the what she's been through this past year and a half. And when I want to cry like a grown man and, you know, there's times that I want to cry because I see the struggle she goes through and she doesn't give up. She doesn't give up to this. She, 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 you know, she's cancer free, but she's going through the reconstruction part of it. And through everything I've been through, we, we've been through this past year, we look back and you, you were talking earlier about, we always want to look forward and something that's really helped us is, to look back at how far we've come from when she was diagnosed and because it all, it, all, it all ties into life, business and everything. Because if you keep looking forward, because um, there was a, I want to start off by just being genuine and real is she had, she had her, her she, she had her first phase one of her reconstruction surgery on October 11th, this past couple of months ago. And usually when you have a surgery, your drain comes out within three, three to four weeks. Well, there was this one drain that it lasted almost nine and a half weeks over two months she had a drain so if you had surgery she had this drain and it was just a thorn on her side and mm. i cried out to god to take it away to i kind of I, you know honestly i found myself getting mad at god joseph that's but, real tell me more about that let's go there well it just don't hold was, back anything i want the real man it was about a sun it was about a month ago i woke up on on a sunday and i was just like god you know she was just having pain because it gets to the point where where the drain comes out, your skin there, it gets so irritated. You got to put like a, like aspir cream or some pain reliever mm -hmm. cream to numb it. And I was just, God, just take it away. Give me the pain. And of course you pray that and you don't, sometimes you just, you, you pray it and you mean it, but then hopefully it doesn't happen. But <laughs> I just, I just seeing her lay there, it, it really hurt me. And 
I was like, God, please. And I really felt like, I mean, I was being sincere and I really felt like God was going to move and nothing. Nothing. And so what'd you do with that? I got mad. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I said, I, I, I didn't really see nothing happen in the next couple of days. And I just, and that following Sunday, I think it kind of built up. I just said, God, you know, why bother? You know, you, you told me to do this. I do it. You told me to do this. You do this. You told me to do this. Kind of felt like Moses, I guess, now that you said, we were talking about it in the movie last night. I said, everything you asked me to do, I do it. You told me to go and do this. You told me to do this. I, I, I try to be as obedient as I can. I go, I'm not perfect. What do you want from me? And I remember it was, I got so mad that I just, I went to the gym because I was so frustrated and upset with God because my wife was just there and, and you know, the, the drain was, to take out the drain, it has to be at, at 15 milliliters and it was at 40, 50 and it just wasn't going down. Mm. And I was like, you know, whatever, God. So I went to the gym, came back. And by this time, you know, there was more involved because me and my wife kind of, I was just, I told her, I go, I'm just discouraged. And she's like, well, I'm discouraged too. But we kind of discouraged each other, I guess, just kind of focusing on that, on that darn drain. Mm. The drain was draining both of you. Yeah. So as we went to the, as I went to the gym, I was mad and I came back and I wasn't planning on going to church that morning. And as I walked in the door, she's just sitting there like this. She goes, you ready to go to church? Like nothing. Mm. And I'm like. I really don't want to go, but just the determination in my wife, I was like, let's go. Faithfulness, right? So we go to church and we're there and I don't want to worship God. I'm, I'm mad at God. I'm, I'm like, you know, mm. I, I go, why bother God? Why God? Cause I was, I was really just in one of those moods where the old Daniel came back mm. and I'm like, I'm to me, it's like, I see now I was being selfish. So church service went, and they played a song and I didn't want to worship, but the message was good. And I heard God speak to me by the end of the service, my mind changed and I, we came home and we, I was just crying. What did you hear God say to you at church? You know, I think it happens to every, I think we all, we all say we're grateful. We all say we're thankful, but I think the message was about rejoicing praising and being having gratitude towards God. Even when he takes the gifts away sometimes. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that um, I wasn't grateful that my wife was alive. Mm. I was focusing so much on the drain that was here mm. when God gave her life here. Mm. And I wasn't grateful. And I really felt, you know, God was saying, I could have, she could be dead, but you're not seeing that. And you're allowing this dumb drain, instead of focusing on me and being rejoicing the fact that, rejoice the fact that she's alive, being praising me because she's alive, being gr grateful because she's alive, you're focusing on this drain. And it's, and, and, and it's real, Daniel, I understand it's there, but trust me. And as time went on, the following week I understood and I started focusing on just, you know, really praising God that she was alive, Joseph. And the lesson for me in all this was to trust him first, but to sincerely say, okay, the same way, Daniel, that you're crying to me and telling me to heal her, to help her. This is your anchor 
right now. This is going to anchor you in life. And I was like, well, what are you trying to say? Well, don't ever forget this moment because once she's healed, I could have healed her in two or three weeks. Yeah, that's no problem at all. But I wanted you to understand and appreciate her more because where you're going to go, there's going to be a lot of temptation. Mm. And Speak to that. Well. Get real. Um, Come on. We're two men having a conversation. Let's you know, be real. I was watching a video um, on YouTube. I like to, I like to watch uh, Eric Thomas, and he said something that, that really just spoke out to me. He goes, you know, there's one thing that always takes a man down, and what is it? Women. And uh, he goes, you know, I've seen you know, him, him being from Detroit. He talked about Marvin Gaye and all these great you know, African-American singers that, that went there and were successful. And then they, 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 were, they were their own downfall because it was because of women. And he was talking about his dad having kids with all these different women. And it just really stuck out to me. And when we were going through this with that dream, it's like any woman's going to put on her bra and she's going to go to work five minutes later. Well, my wife, we had to put on a surgical bra packer put on another bra and took about it was about a 15 minute process and um but i was helping my wife with this during with that with the drain and it really helped me just it, first of all it's kind of like it hurt me to see her go through this and it it helped it humbled me to take care of her because she my, you know the moms are usually the ones that take care of the household so me having to not be selfish like we were talking about when we first started um you know it's I had to say, okay, well, great. You know what? I have a podcast or I have this, I have that. It's like, you know what? Screw work. Work can work. Work can hold off for a while. So literally the last month and a half, I just took care of her and did whatever I had to do. And everybody pitched in, but it really helped me appreciate her more. And I, I, I think through that appreciation that God lingered with that drain, it taught me to really love her more and to, you know, because people think, well, you don't value people. You don't appreciate people. I'm like, well, yeah, but you can always appreciate them more. But I think just really taking care of my wife during those nine and a half weeks when that drain was there over two months, God was saying, don't forget this moment because this is the anchor that you're going to need to remind yourself of. Because, yeah, you know, I think just, you know, being not, not that I've been extremely successful as a speaker to say that where I'm like, worldwide known but you know you get messages on facebook and i delete them and you know just you don't fall into that and it's it's been easy but of course you know the bigger you get the, you know you there's always temptation lying around and you got to remind yourself that you know god is your focus and god is your priority and that's mm. what that's the lesson that i took and i've been trying to tell my wife because i really feel like my wife has a story to say with her just what she's been through and i said so she, that's why i want that's why i'm taking her to see danny johnson in orlando because i want her to get used to traveling and seeing that because i really feel that god's going to use her to encourage women and I, as a matter of fact next um coming up in october i'm going to have an, an event for uh it's going to be for women but it's going to be around um you know cancer awareness uh for uh breast awareness month in october but it's going to be called finding your inner beauty because i think through everything my wife's been through, of course, when they, you have a double mastectomy and you don't have any breasts, you have to find that inner beauty within yourself and know that God is with you. But I think the same way that my wife went through that with the surgical part with the 
surgery, there's a lot of women out there that they they don't they don't have that they don't feel that their outer beauty is enough, so they don't find that inner beauty within themselves and they're not happy, and it might be because they had an abusive relationship with an ex husband an ex boyfriend or it might just be something something simple that you know their parents never told them that they were good enough, so they ate their life away and now they find themselves weighing two hundred three hundred pounds, but mm. to let them know that hey, this is an event for women to know that you can find your inner beauty because God loves you the way you are. And I think wow. So let me jump in right there. And normally I don't let a guest go off and continue talking that long without me jumping in and interrupting. And however, what you were speaking was beautiful and transparent and vulnerable. And I just want to acknowledge you, Daniel, for going there and sharing something that's so personal, so private, um, something that's humbling, right? You're doubting your own faith, right? You're doubting the trust in God. You're, you're struggling with watching your wife suffer and that feeling of helplessness as a man, right? That you, there's nothing you can do about it other than just be there with her. And as a man, you want to fix it. You want to problem solve, right? That's what we're wired to do. You want to protect her. And I love what you shared that God could have healed her quickly, but he had a greater lesson for his son, for Daniel. Learning to trust on, in him, to lean in him, on him, right? And then to really be grateful for the gift of a wife and the gift of life that he's given to you. And to know that before he calls you into that raising your platform, international speaking platform that the temptation is going to be everywhere. There's going to be a target on your back from the enemy. And yeah, he's going to use that area where he knows he can find a crack. So you got to have that game plan and that strategy. And I think that's what God was doing. He was giving you that. And listen, I connect with you right now. I'm working with one of the top agencies in New York and they're building my national and international platform and we're writing a best-selling book and it's going to be put in the front of the top publishers in the world. And I know within a short amount of time, I'm going to be very recognized, let's just say. And that's going to come with a whole lot of female temptation. And I know that. So I'm really leaning into getting married and having a woman that supports me that I'm in love with having eyes only for her. Because if I go out there as a single bachelor guy on that worldwide stage, enemy's going to rip me apart, dude. Rip me apart and spit me out. Because what's my number one vice? Tall, beautiful women. 100%. You called it out. And I know the enemy will take me down. and, And the enemy takes no greater joy than taking down a shepherd because then he gets all the sheep, right? So just know that you're being called to shepherd God's people. I'm being called to shepherd God's people. And this is a powerful calling. And God has to to purify us, as you said, purge us with fire. He's got to teach us the tough lessons. This is like the the boot camp, right? In the (laughs) military, this is what it is. You're being prepared for battle. And yeah, I could do without the training though. (laughs) You think you can? God knows better. 
God, no. God is probably saying you could do with more training. He's being merciful. Yeah. Who knows, right? I could do with more training. I look back on, on my life, bro, and all the choices I've made. I know my tendencies. I know my temptations. All it takes is one shiny object, bro, and my neck turns. Turns away from God. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's, and, and something that I like that, 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 I, that I heard was just, you know, it's, it's every day. It's like if you're a diabetic and you know you shouldn't be eating fried chicken, well, that diabetic wants fried chicken. And the same way that that fried chicken is everywhere, you know it's not healthy for you, so you got to fight it. It's a, daily, it's a daily decision you have to make. And listen, the only way, and it's not just, let me just expand on that. I agree it's a daily decision. However, a daily decision implies self-reliance. You're relying on yourself. You decided, therefore, that's enough. No, it's not. No. It's not. That's just step one. So step one, decide. Step two, lean. Lean. Lean on God. And the only way you do that is by spending time with him in silence and quiet every day. And if you're not doing that, you're setting yourself up to get ripped apart by the enemy. Yes. A buddy of mine is an international um, Christian evangelist. He's been doing it for 25 years. And he's a former London gangster. He used to get paid to enforce pain on people right in the with the mob in London and everything and he had the money the drugs and all the women he could desire so you better believe he's got all those temptations now chemically wired into him and he says he he hasn't fallen especially in the female front he didn't stop being a man dude right he hasn't fallen in 25 years and i'm like how did you do this he goes, Joseph, every single day, I spend one to three hours in silence with my maker. Without that, I'm done. I'm done. I know if I go a day without like quiet time with God, yeah. that's the day when the enemy gets me. I agree. I agree that's the day, that. dude. And he's like, if I'm called to speak for a one hour talk, I spend three hours in silence. That's what it is. Whatever amount I'm going to speak about God to others, I times it by three, and that's how much quiet time I need to spend with my Heavenly Father to get powered up and prepared for that. And it's like such a, that's not an easy road this man is on. Mm -hmm. But he has surrendered his life. He has died to his self, which is dying to, dying to all the desires, the human flesh, the broken flesh. Right, and serving God. So we're speaking with Daniel Gomez. That's DanielGomezSpeaker.com. DanielGomezSpeaker.com. Daniel is showing his vulnerability. He's showing up courageous. He's talking about his own human brokenness and frailty. That's why the show is called Broken Catholic, because I believe we're all broken Catholics. <laughs> and all Catholic means is universal. We are the universal body of Christ here on earth. And we're broken in our humanity, but our spirit desires God, but our flesh desires worldly junk and garbage and skadooge and the internal battle within that St. Paul speaks about. Why do I do the very things I do not want to do? Why am I pulled down? We have a hell-bent tendency. Recognize it, call it out, acknowledge it, and then lean on your heavenly father 
and rely on his strength. That's the answer. That's what Daniel's saying. So, Daniel, we're going to wrap up the show. This show did not go any which way that I planned it. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't followed anything here. Um, and it's because I literally felt the second you got on, the Holy Spirit was present. Boom. In our conversation. And I am by no means going to interrupt that, right? So I, I think it led where it led. And God is going to cause a transformation in the life of one of our listeners today as they hear this conversation. And it's going to open up something for them. And they're going to recognize, and you and I sharing our own brokenness, our own vulnerability, they're going to see that they're not alone in this struggle and what to do with that struggle. What's showing up for you? What do you want to add to this? And then we're going to go into my favorite part of the show. I, I just want to just encourage everyone to know that first of all, you're right, Joseph, we, you, we need, we need to spend more, we need to spend more time with God. And you say, well, I don't have the time. I don't have, I, when am I going to have time to pray? It's, it's like reading. You have to make it not that God's a habit, but you need to force yourself to get up at least an hour earlier. Just imagine if you used to waking up at six, train yourself to get up at five. If you're used to getting up at seven, train yourself to get up at six. And let me add this to it. Is it going to suck? Yes, it's going to <laughs> suck. Okay, let me just be real because that actually, people have told me, dude, when you told me it's going to suck, like they were so helpful. Like just letting me know it's going to suck and I just have to choose it anyway. And then every day it's going to suck less. And then the next day it will suck less. And the next day it will suck less. But it's going to suck for a while. Forming a new habit always sucks for the first 40 <laughs> days that it takes yeah. to form a new habit. Let's be real. Look at any good habit that you've created in your life. It sucked in the beginning, but you look back and you go, man, I'm so glad I went through the suck. <laughs> yeah, you got to right. go through the suck, right? And that's where you get the benefit. That's where you win in your life. I couldn't have asked for a better time for this show, this episode with Daniel Gomez, because we're headed into the new year right now, BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation. And this is the time for you over the next week before January 1st, 2019, to get real about what do you want your life to look like over the next 12 months? What's that thing you've been saying you want to do, you want to become, you want to have in your life, but you haven't been acting upon? Like, what are you actually going to create and willing to go through the suck for? What is that thing? And if it means I want a closer relationship with God, then, then spend one hour a day in quiet with God and put it in your schedule and block it out. And nothing, nothing pushes that. Everything goes around it, period, period, period. And I know we have some, a lot of faithful Christians listening right now who tithe at least 10% of their money to God. Well, I'm going to challenge you, tithe 10% of your time to God. Why do you think your time belongs to you? It doesn't. Your life is a gift. Your time is a gift. It doesn't even belong to you. God could take it in an instant. Exactly. And boom, you're dead. Tomorrow's not promised. So I'm not asking for 10% of your time. Do the math on it. One hour out of the 16 hours or 18 hours that you're awake, give to God in the morning and set your day on course. And then surrender all the crosses that are going to come with that day because they will. Like, you know, that's what it looks like. What's showing up for you, Daniel? Well, I just want to tell, every, the, I'll close with this, is people ask me, man, how did you 
how have you been able to do it this past year? And you're just kind of on fire. And let me tell you that fire comes from God. All glory and praise goes to him. I wouldn't be aware I'm at <clears throat> when you take a little Mexican kid from the South side of San Antonio that had no idea really about the speaking world. And from in nine months, God took me from speaking outside of NC, uh, speaking outside at a nonprofit on a patio at a restaurant to speaking at the NCO Academy where the U S air force hired me. That's God. And I've, I've learned to let go and I'm still learning to let go even more because we're, there's always a, a different level of, of, of degree. So on a scale of one to 10, I myself have let go maybe to a four or five. And what Joseph's saying is you got to let completely surrender. And it's hard. You got to die to self. But I'll tell you, the moment you made that decision to die to self and to really trust God, then he takes you to Sacramento, California, where I never thought I'd be next February with Tom Bilyeu. But that's God. And I say that humbly because... Many of you have been out there trying to make something happen, trying to force something to happen, and you can't do it. But when you spend that time with God in the morning, that hour, like Joseph's saying, ideas come to you, doors open up for you. Because when you release yourself and you let go and you truly let God, there's a scripture that I read, Joseph, that really um, has been sticking out to me these last couple of weeks. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses but I will remember the name of the Lord, my God. And if you're trusting in chariots, you're trusting in your own talent, your own power, you're trusting in horses, you're trusting in your own strength, in your own ability, you're never going to go as far as you could go with humbling yourself and asking God. And yes, you're going to cry. And yes, it's going to suck like Joseph's saying, but I promise you when you release yourself, God's going to take you further than you could ever imagine because he's our heavenly father who loves us. And I feel that there's somebody out there that's really, really just feels like giving up. But when you really just get on your knees and cry out to him, because believe me, you might not feel worthy, but I've made some stupid mistakes in my life that I felt I was, con I condemned myself to say. But when God showed me that picture of the prodigal son coming home and the father didn't stay at the porch, he ran to meet his son. God ran to meet me. And yes, I fall and stumble still. I get, like we were just talking, I, I get selfish. I get mad at God. And God says, are you done with your temper tantrum, Daniel? But he allows us to do that because his grace is more than enough. So I want you to know that there's nothing that you could have done in your life that I can never separate you from God. No drug, no woman, no divorce, nothing. No lie, no guilt. Because God's, grace and mercy and his love for you covers not just one type of sin it covers a multitude of sin so ask him for forgiveness tell him you love him and i promise you i promise you when you wake up you're going to be a new you because he's a heavenly father who loves you just the way you are bc nation you're listening to daniel gomez you can find him at danielgomezspeaker.com this is a man of god and you listening are a son or daughter of the creator of the entire universe. And you walk in his, his power and in his authority and you're heir to his kingdom. Daniel, I'm setting the intention right here, right now. In 2019, you and I are going to speak on the same stage. I'm on in. About God. 
I'm Amen. setting the intention. I don't know how God's going to create it, but God's going to create it. Are you in with me? I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm all right. In. All right. And we're going to speak about exactly what you just spoke about, about Amen. taking all those feelings of unworthiness and not good enough and surrendering wholly and completely our entire lives, our entire hearts to our heavenly father, because we are loved by him. All right, so let's get into my favorite part of the show. Daniel, welcome to the confession round. <laughs> Catholic, broken Catholic confession. All right, there we go. All right, Daniel, what's your favorite sound, brother? My favorite sound? Yeah, this is fun. Three seconds to answer each question. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. What's your favorite sound? My favorite sound is um, just jumping in a pool of water. I love water. Splash. I'm a, fish. I'm a splasher. <laughs> Got it. What's your least favorite sound? My least favorite sound is when my bones crack. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. That's a tough one. Uh, now, be, continue being real like you've been showing up this whole time. What are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? Failing my wife. Failing my wife. That's honest. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Too much time doing? Drinking beer, riding my bike. Didn't get me anywhere. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear? Getting hurt. I just, I just, you trust people. And sometimes I don't, I need to trust people more. I don't trust them enough. Mm, got that. I will tell you this. When you learn to trust God wholly and completely, you'll learn to trust people. And if you don't fully trust people, there's a breakdown with your relationship with God. That's just real. I had to learn that the hard way myself because that's where I was. Okay. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he really loves you, that he really, that he's not about religion, that he's a person, he's a spirit, he's, he's somebody. He's not to say uh, a building, he's alive. Got it. What do you wish you were better at? Patience. <laughs> I get that one. What dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? My dream, you know, I, I really feel that, um, I say this humbly, I'm going to pursue, I want to, I want to impact millions of people on planet earth by the grace of God. To let them know that they're loved. Are you scared of pursuing that? Yeah. Sometimes it gets overwhelming. Got it. What's a new habit you want to form? Eat healthier. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Sweets. <laughs> they kind of go together yeah all right pick three words to describe who you are now understanding loving and real yeah you showed up with all three today on this show well done pick three words to describe who you were back before you experienced god in your life prideful arrogant and self-centered you just described me. <laughs> and last question, Daniel, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your children, and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? That God is more real than we ever imagined. <laughs> Beautiful. Daniel, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not. 
my struggle was my the fact that my earthly father wasn't a godly man <clears throat> he would take us to church but he really wasn't you know he wasn't the god-fearing man and my struggle was in how could i have a heavenly father who loved me when my earthly father wasn't that role model but i would tell you that your earthly father or your earthly mom only knows what they've been taught so maybe you hate your mom maybe you hate your dad the person but you don't hate the person i want you to know that separate them hate the things they did but love the person and when you separate them your heart and your mind will open up to the fact that you know i don't really hate them i just hate the things they did so love your mom love your dad and yes it's okay not to like the things that they did because all they know is what they were taught because when you open yourself to that god is an amazing person if you give him a chance to be your heavenly father i promise you he will not fail you amen bc nation listen up to the wisdom coming through this man Daniel Gomez. You can find him at danielgomezspeaker.com. Daniel, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you any other way? Yeah, Daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. That's Daniel at danielgomezspeaker.com. You can just uh, email me there or also what I want to do for your, um, for your uh, audience is uh, go to danielgomezinspires.com. That's danielgomezinspires.com. And to help you get through any challenge, you get a free copy of my book today. Um, you get to download it. So that's danielgomezinspires.com and click on the link and you'll get your free copy of my international best-selling book, You Were Born to Fly. And one of the main chapters that I really talk about there is forgiveness and just loving yourself. And it's going to be a blessing to your audience out there. So danielgomezinspires.com. BC Nation, go get your free book. Go get inspired. You know you need it. Get your head out of the mud. Get your head out of the sand. Get your head from looking down and start looking up in your life. God's got a beautiful 2019 for you. Daniel Gomez, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you God's love, God's peace, and God's transformation in your life, my friend. Hey, Joseph, I'm glad God brought us together at New Media Summit, man. And you've been a big blessing, brother. So thank you for being you. Absolutely. Remember, we just set the intention with two or more gathered. God is. 2019, you and I, same stage, speaking about our Heavenly Father. God, make it happen. All right, Daniel, God bless you. Cheers. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.